0: Body Wrappers Angela Luzio is happy to sponsor this episode of Conversations on Dance. Body Wrappers Angela Luzio is known for its durable and soft total stretch tights and Angela Luzio shoes. New to the Angela Luzio shoe collection is the Instant Fit 4-Way Total Stretch Canvas Ballet Slipper and the Instant Fit 4-Way Total Stretch Canvas Y Strap Half Sole. Make sure to try them on at your local dance retail store and see why they are called Instant Fit. And while you're there, take a look at Tyler Peck's beautiful and unique leotards that move perfectly with the body and won't ride up in the back. You may view the products at bodywrappers.com or at your favorite dance retail shop or online store. To review and buy the entire collection of Tyler Peck designs, go to danceworkcorner.com. This episode is sponsored by San Francisco Ballet. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro.
1: And I'm Michael Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance.
0: This week we are joined by Katita Waldo, Ballet Master with San Francisco Ballet. Katita trained at San Francisco Ballet School prior to joining the company in 1988 and then going on to become Principal Dancer in 1994. She performed principal roles in a diverse repertoire of works by acclaimed choreographers including George Balanchine, William Forsyth, Lara Lubavitch, Helgi Thomason, and Christopher Wielden before retiring in 2010. In 2008, Artistic Director Helgi Thomason asked Katita to serve as Ballet Master for two world premieres. These opportunities led her to a full-time appointment to the position upon her retirement. Today, we talk with Katita about her career, her first experiences in the front of the room setting ballets, adjusting to her new role as ballet master, her process for learning ballets before coming into the studio, and her role in the Unbound Festival. Katita, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, my pleasure. We're it's so happy you're running from the opera house in between your rehearsals. We're going to let
1: you go in a little bit so you can get back over there. <laughs> but, Indeed. Um, Indeed. We'll be sure to, to
0: yeah, enjoy this time together. So um, we want to just start at the beginning about your with your dance training. You were born in Spain. How did your love and dedication uh, to ballet bring you to the U.S. at a young age?
2: Well, um, my parents were both American, and um, we were in Spain uh, and I started dancing there and fell in love with dancing there. And then when we moved back to the United States, or they moved back to the United States, it was new to me. Uh-huh. Um, I just wanted to keep going. So yeah. I did. I, I just wanted to dance. And how old were you when you moved back? 11. 11,
1: okay. So you arrived at the San Francisco Ballet School after a student at North Carolina School of the Arts mm-hmm. and some time at the Washington Ballet. Yes. What were those experiences like for you? And how did you end up ultimately choosing San Francisco Ballet?
2: Um, those were amazing experiences, uh, for me. Uh, North Carolina school, of the art was like Hogwarts. I keep, when, once that came out, I was like, oh, that's, that's what it was like for me, but without the magic, um, except the ballet was magic. So what can I say? So, um, so that was incredible. And I, I just had so much fun and, um, Washington ballet was transitionary period and, uh,
0: and that happened. Yeah. And it <laughs> happened, yeah. And, and um, uh,
2: I, I learned a lot. I think yeah. that one of the things that was amazing, um, was working with Chusango before he passed away. And it gave me an incredible appreciation of more contemporary ballet. Right. So, um, that was that. And then, um, I actually came to San Francisco because um my boyfriend lived here. <laughs> <Amazing>. <laughs> and uh, and that was okay. that's why I came. Yeah. Uh. And uh um uh, he's now my husband so it worked out. Oh. I made the right decision and uh yeah. Oh. So and we have an 18-year-old son. Oh my gosh. Oh so. my gosh. So that that was why I came out and uh, uh Helgi had just taken over the company. Mm-hmm. I knew nothing about it really other than having read that he was taking over and I think I'd read an article about Evelyn Cisneros and um mm-hmm. I just came out. I fell in love with San Francisco. Yeah. Um, I was already in love with my husband, who wasn't my husband then. And um, I said, let's give it a go. Yeah. And uh, fell in love with the company and have never wanted to be anywhere else.
0: Yeah. So we saw in an article that your parents didn't want you to go to SAB because they were worried about what it might do to your hips, presumably True. about the turnout, True. Uh, focus on turnout. Was that something that disappointed you or did um, North Carolina School of the Arts kind of give you that Balanchine style you were looking for?
2: Um. I did not disappoint me. I, I I don't know why. I mean, I didn't know much about about any of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and I got to work with amazing New York City ballet dancers. I got to work with Mimi Paul. She was one of my teachers at NCSA. Right. So I did get to work on on ballerine type work. Melissa Hayden, mm-hmm. um, um, Marina Glewski. Mm-hmm. So um, I. I think I. You still got it. I got what I needed 100%. to do, and yeah. and it actually ended up that most of my repertoire here, a large portion of it, has been Balanchine work. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so,
1: what were your early years like with the the company that um, leading up to your promotion uh, to principal in 1994?
2: Got a long time ago. <laughs> it was great. It was fantastic. Um, I actually came out. I would auditioned for the company in. In, in Washington. No, I auditioned for the school. Mm-hmm. And they said, why don't you go and audition for the company next week in New York? So I was you know, screaming down the hallways. Ah! And uh, my parents were like, okay, I guess we'll take you to New York. And uh-huh. I auditioned for Helgi there. And he said he was really interested, but he didn't have a position. Mm-hmm. So if I could come out and he'd take me into the school. So – My first year here was actually in the school. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I worked with a company and I did Nutcracker and that kind of thing and kind of broke into that, uh, gently. And, um, it's just, it's, it was great. I mean, from the get go, I danced a ton. So I was always out there and I was always, you know, on stage and, and, um, it just went from there. Um, and I, I really, treasures everything. My first principal role was what, while I was in the Corps mm-hmm. and it was, speaking of New York City Ballet, was Peter Martin's um, Calcium Light Night, oh. which was... We did that in yeah. Miami, Miami the other year. Yeah. So hard.
1: Yeah. Oh so my gosh.
0: Yeah. I can't imagine. We didn't dance it, we but had, watching um, that...
1: <laughs> and we had a situation where... The, there were two casts, and the second cast uh, got injured. So one girl did something like twelve shows. Of oh it God! In a row, <laughs> I mean, yeah.
2: I started taking aerobics when we were doing that <laughs> if I had no Funny. stamina. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, right. I got to do something. So mm-hmm. that's I started doing that, and then I just I kept getting opportunities, and mm-hmm. so um, mm-hmm. it just. What was your first full-length ballet that you did with Swan Lake?
1: Oh Oh, wow!
2: No, I'm sorry, I'm so wrong. Oh my god! (gasps) Oh no! What am I thinking? It was actually Sleeping Beauty.
1: Uh Okay, okay, because that's really an easier one. Yeah, (laughs) much. Maybe that's why
2: I blocked it out. (laughs) Swan Lake was my second, but it was Swan Lake. Swan Lake is the reason I became a ballet dancer in the first place. So that's the ballet I always wanted to do, and so that's why that one comes to mind.
0: What was it like to tackle something of such magnitude? Being, you know, the lead dancer anchoring this entire evening of dance what was that like for you how did you approach it
2: uh, well i mean sleeping beauty is kind of a blur i was petrified i was I'm absolutely sure. petrified um how old were you so like very early in your career i think i you know i cannot remember i can't remember how old i was i think i was 19 or 20 something okay. no so- maybe older than, I, I don't i can't remember but um but early on yeah but early on and it was i mean i had so much inspiration from the dancers that had gone before me and that were doing it at the same time as Mm -hmm. i was doing it so and i loved um the technique and the precision and the the style of sleeping beauty Mm -hmm. um i don't i mean in terms of an approach I just tried to tell the story the best that I could and dance it the best that I could, and mm. and and that was kind of my basic motivation. Swan Lake um, was actually different because I Helgi originally didn't he I was not on the radar for that ballet, oh. and it was I was desperate to do it, so yeah. I convinced him to give me a shot at mm. trying, and I ended up doing a couple performances, and but we were also working on other ballets at the same time, and I remember. Um, we were working on a ballet called Terra Firma that's a James Cadelka ballet. That's another one of those calcium light night, kill yourself, you're so tired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that was awful. And we were at Zellerbach, actually, at the time. And um, I I would, like, dance Terra Firma. I remember there was one particular day I had to dance Terra Firma in the afternoon, and then I was supposed to have a rehearsal for Swan Lake in between shows with <sighs> Ashley. No big deal. It was just, you know, to mark through stuff and everything. And Huggy showed up.
1: Oh, so, of course, I had to do...
2: It? it was early days. Right. And, you know, I had to prove to him that, that I could do this. Right. And so, of course, I had to do a full out. And then I had to do terra firma that night. Oh, oh my And gosh. I remember sitting in the bus, like, almost passed out. And the day of my show, I had a Sunday matinee. And I actually... I came to the theater and I passed out before the before class. Uh-huh. I, like, lay down and I just... I was out. Uh-huh. I was out. And I remember... <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. Yeah. And I remember being in the intermission before the third act. And I couldn't even practice anything. I was so tired. Uh-huh. I was like, I can't even. Yeah. I can't even practice.
1: Do you think that sometimes it makes you dance better when you're that yeah, tired? Yeah, I do. You can't get in your head. And yeah. You just go out and you have to yeah. just do it.
2: And that's what happens. So I remember I was standing there holding my partner's hand before the big entrance in mm-hmm. the third act. And I'm looking at him and I'm literally thinking, how am I... I don't know that I can, oh. how am I going to do this? And I had a great show. Yeah. And I had so much fun and I yeah. had all the energy in the world and it was awesome. Uh, so, that so adrenaline. That's a good exactly. feeling. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I love that. Mm. I love that. So long story. Well, no, I like great that. great story. I also,
1: uh, I love that you brought up that you were lobbying for yourself. So I mean, some might look at your Career, you know, you had a beautiful career as a principal. Mm. Uh, you, you danced with this company, the camp, You danced with the company for decades, and um, but even principals have to sometimes make their case. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. What, do, what do you think is valuable about dancers going in and saying, you know, I think I, I should be given a shot. Why don't we? Why don't I work hard and, and show you?
2: I think it's important. I mean, sometimes, you know, this is a hard. P- profession it honestly is not a meritocracy it's not ultimately it's a performing art it's a visual art and it comes down to personal taste right. and the hardest thing for a dancer is to not take things personally right and if you go in there knowing you know that you wouldn't be where you are if you weren't liked yeah okay mm-hmm. so you wouldn't be in this company if they didn't like you right you wouldn't be a principal if they really didn't like right. you right right so you know, know that going in, and then if you feel that you can, you can do something in a in a in a, in a way that that is worthwhile. Absolutely, mm-hmm. go and try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if the director then decides, you know, well, you know, no, I just They'll don't know. see you yeah. in it. Try not to take that personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really hard. That's I know that's really hard, but but I think it's it's very important because just because this person doesn't see you in X doesn't mean somebody else wouldn't see you right. in X. And right. you just have to know that, right. and. You know, hope that your vision and your director's vision of yourself matches we'll somewhat, up. yeah, right, and and that it will work out.
0: Mm. And it's always nice to have an artistic director too who will maybe acknowledge, like, oh, I didn't see that, but now I do, yes, and yes. I liked it. You yeah, know?
1: I mean, who yeah. doesn't like to be surprised? I I know when I go to the ballet and I see someone who maybe isn't my all-time favorite and they change something in your mind i i love that oh it's
2: exciting it's really exciting yeah see the evolution yeah
1: so in 2004 while still dancing you had uh your first taste of the role of of ballet master Mm -hmm. when you set uh yuri pasakov's magritomania on the bolshoi yes so not only is this your first time in a new role but it's also in russia with dancers you don't know uh what was that experience like for you was that a ever overwhelming or were you just excited for uh, a new role
2: i was just excited i mean i had a lot of time to prepare so i was very prepared when i went um i uh it was amazing to be in a different dance culture Mm -hmm. and it's a very different dance culture Mm -hmm. and it it was um it was a huge challenge but it was also in a way it was liberating that i was working with people that i don't work with because I was free to
1: yeah
0: I can see that.
2: yeah, I was free to say, you're not going to do the ballet.
0: <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah.
2: to a principled answer, mm-hmm. which I, I had to do uh, and again that's one of the things It wasn't personal. it just it, it wasn't a right fit, but that was still hard mm-hmm. sure. And it wasn't because it wasn't my company and it wasn't my people. It wasn't people that I knew. And I could just say sorry. Yeah. And I could also yell at them, which I had to on a couple of occasions, in ways that I couldn't necessarily do here. Right.
1: What were some so. of the ways that it, it was different as a, a dance culture?
2: Um, well, in Russia, and I'm not not—I'm still not quite sure how this one works, but um, they get paid per performance. Oh. So it, that's what I've been told. So they don't the salary that they get is very small and then they get extra money for performances. And you would think, or I would think that that would make like the second and the third cast want to push. Right. Because get they'd get it. Yeah. But for some reason that doesn't work. Yeah. And I found it very difficult to get a second and a third cast mm-hmm. to to really commit to working. And I think partly it's because I guess a lot of times the second and third cast don't get on. Right. So they just they just know they're like Yeah. So they don't want to they right. don't want to try. But I had oh I had a hilarious experience. There was one of the guys that I was working with, a young guy in the core, and he I he looked so upset, so uncomfortable. Like he hated my guts. In every rehearsal, I was like, you know, and it was like morose and stomping around. And, you know, it was really hard to get him to do anything. Right. And at the end of the whole process, they had a big party. And he came up to me, gives me this huge hug, and tells me that it was so great. I so enjoyed working with him. And I enjoyed this process. I was like,
1: okay Okay. yeah
0: Uh so different that's different did you take something away from that though just maybe that the way a dancer looks and acts maybe isn't necessarily what's happening inside oh
2: totally yeah and it's actually been very interesting to be ballet master in this company Mm -hmm. and to see exactly the same thing (laughs) right where there are dancers sometimes that i think that they're miserable and hate me and it's, and I know them well enough now to know that that's absolutely not the case. Right. Right. right, right. And it's, it's very interesting.
1: Yeah. Uh, a friend of ours, um, Zoe Zion, who was in the company with us in Miami City Ballet, she just set one of Justin's ballets, Justin Peck, for the first time. And she said there was a dancer kind of like that, that she was like, this girl just seemed really unhappy. And I was questioning things. And then I was like, you know what? It's not my job to wonder if she likes me she's doing right. the well role really well right. and and at the end i think that the girl was like thank you is great yeah, yeah, so yeah. you have to
2: yeah it's hard to tell yeah. yeah and it also it made me wonder how i came across when i was mm-hmm. a dancer i was like
1: hmm oh, yeah. i was
2: just gonna I ask i wonder
0: <laughs> i think about that all the time too because we've started teaching now too and i'm kind of like I mean, I, I know I always had like a really focused face and was just kind of like, <laughs> right. a little zoned out. And I'm like, does everyone think I was terrible and had an attitude? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I wonder that
2: with myself. And yeah. how much
1: you can see from the front too. Exactly. That, yes, That, People, that when you, that you presume can. that, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. in the back and no one knows what I'm doing or I'm, yeah. uh, I'm uh, talking. But you see it, right? You
0: see oh, yeah. Everything. Yeah. Attention dancers. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll definitely see yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> That's so funny. We want to take a moment to talk to you about AKA Ballet. If you are in the Dallas, Texas area, listen up. AKA Ballet is a collaborative project that includes three Dallas choreographers, Albert Drake, Haley Von Slay and Reed, and Carter Alexander, who will each create two new works. The project's creative process will take place in July and then culminate in a public performance at the Dallas Latino Cultural Center on July 27th. In addition to an incredible six new works of dance, the project will feature live music throughout the evening, including a ballet to a commissioned score by Dallas composer Martin Morgan. To make the performance accessible to the entire Dallas community, admittance to the performance will be free. That's right, free. Free. As our chat with Sarah and Jody is illustrating, new works are so important, not just for the choreographers creating them or the dancers who grow from each experience, but for the audience who is inspired by them. There are multiple ways to help support AKA Ballet and bring this inspiring project to the Dallas community. A GoFundMe page has been set up to help raise funds to cover costs associated with the project. And on July 27th, audience members are invited to support AKA Ballet give now and for more information on the project, visit GoFundMe.com slash ballet 2018 If you have a dance-related performance or event that you would like to draw attention to through the podcast, please email us at info at Can you tell us a little bit about if you always thought that... Being a ballet master was really what you wanted to do. Did you always have your eye on it as a tr- career transition? No. no
2: absolutely not i considered doing all sorts of other things i wanted to be a writer um i considered i love acting i, yeah. I still haven't given up on that one necessarily mm-hmm. oh. um and i i actually at one point i talked to Helgi about uh being the director of the school downstairs i was like i think oh. i really want to do that uh, and now i know absolutely god no i uh, mm-hmm. would never want to do that mm-hmm. um just way too much too much work um but I I didn't know I wanted to do it until I did. I set *Magritta Mania*, mm-hmm. and then I, I mean, I when I was working in Russia, I'd work you know six seven hours in a row without a break. And uh, back then I was dancing a lot, so I demonstrated everything I was yes. doing. And I'd come home just
1: Backward. dead, and I loved it. <laughs> right. I yeah.
2: loved it. I was never bored, not for a second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's actually that's what I like the most is is setting a piece, working on a piece, mm-hmm. working with especially the younger dancers, or or you know to try and and. Yeah. get a piece together i love doing mm-hmm. that so
1: yeah what are some of the elements about the ballet master role that uh surprised you that you maybe hadn't anticipated oh there's, there's this challenge
2: yeah it's a lot more work than i wanted to do and expected to have to do mm-hmm. a lot more but um it's also really rewarding mm-hmm. i enjoy learning choreography i i actually find i love working in the studio watching choreographers work but I I actually really really enjoy learning like we had to work on Sleeping Beauty and I was assigned the the dryads in the mm-hmm. second act mm-hmm. which I'd never really done mm-hmm. and I had to I had to learn it off the video mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed that process of mm-hmm. learning it off the video, because um, sometimes when you're working with a choreographer, there's not much for you to do, right? Because you're trying to keep track of everything, but you can't really learn everything. Right. You have to wait to learn it later, and there's a lot of sitting and trying but, to write stuff oh. down, but you don't quite get it, and you have to run the machine if there's a machine and yeah. I'm a pianist, and that's kind of it. Can be it can be tedious, yeah. yeah. And I I like the the activity of actively learning learning it mm-hmm. to. To teach. Yeah.
1: So uh, what are some differences between um, staging a ballet, you've dan- you have danced a hundred times, let's say, versus uh, this choreographer came in, I'm the ballet master for it, I know it, and then I have to go teach it to a new company. Right. What is that like?
2: Well, obviously, when it's a piece that you've done yourself, you know, you have your own interpretation and you're teaching your material you know. and, and it's in your body. Mm-hmm. But when it's a piece that you haven't done that a choreographer set, um, you have to make it yours in a mm-hmm. way and you have to learn every single part every person's part and you have to make it the entire ballet your part mm-hmm. so that's um that's a a different thing but also you get to learn a ballet in a completely different way. As a dancer, you're looking at only your part mm-hmm. or the parts you learn, and that's it. But when you're a ballet master, you can see the structure. You can see how things work.
0: See the whole picture.
2: Exactly. And like working on the Balanchine as a ballet master is incredible. Yeah. It's incredible because his, a lot of his ballets... Seems so complex. Mm. And they're, when you break it down and you see exactly what everything is, they're so simple. Right. So much sense. Yeah. Yeah. And they're so sensible and musical and clear and precise. And the craft
0: is just extraordinary. So. So you're talking about a lot of the work that you're doing. Can you t- take us through kind of the process that you would um, go through if you're learning a new ballet, let's say mm-hmm. I have a video, and you're preparing to get into the studio. What is that process like for you? How much time do you spend, and how do you document everything? It depends on the
2: ballet. It depends on on you know how big a ballet it is. With uh, the Dryads and Sleeping Beauty, I just, you watch the video a couple times, so you get an idea of what it mm-hmm. looks like. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then um, I start to learn the material myself and then um then i'll start to write it down and usually the writing down is more for my brain to Mm -hmm. cement the steps into my Mm -hmm. brain because especially when you go back and look at your notes later you have no clue what what you're talking (laughs) about yeah i mean it's like what is that i don't understand that at all but then when you put it together with the video again Mm -hmm. or you 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 see the video you remember the steps and then what you wrote makes sense so um Do you spend time putting it into your body as well? Yes, yeah, I I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As I mean, as much as I can. I, I, I have an ankle that's completely disabled, so I can't. I'm limited. I'm super limited in what I can do now. But, but, I, you know, I physicalize the upper body, and I'll get up and you know do the footwork. But, um, yeah, that's I can't be as active that way as I Mm -hmm. as I wanted to be. But I also I have been I've been really lucky. I pick up choreography really quickly. Yeah. Not as quickly as some, but, um, but definitely, yeah. uh, it's, right. it's thank God. Because <laughs> yeah. that would be That's hard. It's good for the job. <laughs> exactly.
1: So you've been here with the organization for over 30 years? I guess so. Yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so Seems what, crazy, but what <laughs> yeah. Ha, what changes have you seen uh, in the institution? How's it grown or evolved since you first got here?
2: Well... I mean, it's kind of hard to say because, you know, obviously, I just watching the ballets that I've been watching now, I'm blown away by the the quality of the dancing. But I also I remember the having dancers that I watched from my gen. The, I've been in three three eras of Solid this era. company so far, <laughs> right, and yeah. you know, I got to watch Elizabeth Oscavio and I got to watch Ellen Cisneros and Joanna Berman, and you know. Yeah. I, Hard to say, but yeah. I think I think that uh, from when I first joined the company, the quality of the men has definitely improved. Um, we have, I mean, our, the, the male dancers are extraordinary. When I first, my first years in the company, we didn't used to do um, uh, male variation in Nutcracker in in you know the Cavalier, right. and that got put back in. Right. So yeah. that kind of thing. I think that. Um, the choreographers that we get are incredible. Um, and I, I, I think I'm constantly in awe at the quality of the, of the dancing, yeah. you know, through every generation that I've been uh,
0: right. with. So, so we're particularly interested to talk to you about this Unbound festival. Yeah. Um, so we've heard a lot about how exciting it's been and busy for the dancers, how much the choreographers have loved the experience, but we want to talk to you about it from your perspective where you're sitting in the studio yep. working with the choreographer so what has it been like for you and which pieces are you working on
2: it's been amazing it's been absolutely amazing i worked with Miles uh, Thatcher i worked with Annabella Choa, and I worked with uh, Ed Liang okay. and all completely different mm-hmm. uh, choreographers completely different styles um, and uh, wonderful Miles was was a gift because I Originally was only supposed to be in charge of two ballets, mm-hmm. and when I found out I was going to be in charge of three, I was going to kill myself. Yeah, and and Miles yes. likes to do, you know, he doesn't ask much of me other than that I collaborate in the in the ideas and that oh, that's you know so nice. yeah that doesn't always happen right. No, he's yeah. he was wonderful. I mean, Miles, the, the whole thing was was a absolute collaboration Mm -hmm. discussion a lot of uh thinking about the what we wanted to do and and what we wanted to achieve and he was so i mean the reason there was nothing for me to do is because he absolutely knew every count every second was came in with complete knowledge of what he wanted and what he was going to set and it was great so super clear yeah um
1: because otherwise, was a, a John Adams score. Otherwise, you would have been decoding that and, yes, uh, and putting it apart. And,
2: and <laughs> that, yeah. Oh, my God. And as it is, I still, I mean, I'm grateful he's in the company because I don't know that I could have. He, he hears it the way that he hears it and he counts it the way that he right. hears it. And even after all of these months, I still am not sure that I hear that I can count it. The same, the way that it needs to be counted for the huh. ballet. So I'm really glad he's here. <laughs> um, uh, Annabella Choa was another one who absolutely... Clear, Mm -hmm. precise, and quick. She was so quick. I mean, she was here for three weeks, and we were already doing full runs, like, by the second week. Wow. And it was so—I mean, she—clean, clear. Mm -hmm. um, And Ed's was beautiful. I mean, it's a gorgeous ballet. And fluid, fluid movement. That one was harder because the music— there the counts weren't as specific and I ended up having to do a lot of the specificity of when something would happen mm-hmm. and, and, um, and just, you know, tidying things up, right. which was really fun. Right. And again, I had a great group of, of dancers to work with. So, mm. I mean, they're all great. The whole company is <laughs> right, great, sure. but, but I, I was really, um I really enjoyed my team. I was team yeah. C. I think mm-hmm. what was really weird about this festival is that because the company was split, uh, split up into three groups, mm-hmm. um, I ended up with the same group. Most of the ballet masters did. The dancers, the groups with them. Yeah, exactly. But that meant that I did not see the rest of the company. For a long time. Except for passing in the hallway. Ah. Wow. And that was bizarre. Yeah. And and kind of kind of yeah. Weird. You miss it was them. Weird. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I yeah. miss them. And I didn't get to work with some of the newer, newer dancers as much as I wanted to. Oh, and uh, yeah. that was, that was I'm, I'm sad about that.
0: Hmm. Next year. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, we need to let you get back to rehearsal. Okay. So we're going to let you off after our final okay. round of questions, <laughs> okay. which we call our lightning round. <laughs> All right. And it's just little short questions. Okay. But, uh, yeah. We're going to go. just
0: answer yeah. with the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Oh, boy. So what's your favorite ballet? Swan Lake.
1: Uh, great. Okay. What favorite work to coach?
0: I don't know yet Mm. that's fun (laughs) Um, is there a role that got away that you did not get to dance in your career Juliet Mm.
1: if you could come back to the stage tomorrow what ballet would you dance
2: oh my god Um, I have no idea Maybe Juliet, maybe Romeo and Juliet. Well, <laughs> feeling the way I feel now. No, oh, no, man. we would give you a twenty-year-old oh, body. Oh, a twenty-year-old oh, body. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Juliet. For sure. Oh, okay
0: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Or Menon or something. Mm-hmm. Something yeah. super dramatic. Dramatic. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, thank you so much. It was so wonderful. Oh, talk thank you.
1: View of, of
0: yeah. Thank you. This is yeah. great. Thank you for joining us this week. We will be back next Monday with an all-new episode. In the meantime, subscribe on iTunes so you'll automatically be notified when we publish a new episode. Follow us on Instagram, at Conversations on Dance, and on Facebook. And follow us on Twitter, at Convo on Dance. See you next week. Thank you for listening. Planning for your next trip?